This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantal. Hi Gronya. How are you? How are you? Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas Gronya. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. How are you? And I would like to, before I tell you how I am, welcome our listeners and say to our listeners Mm -hmm. a very happy Christmas. Nulluk Hunna Gok Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Happy Hanukkah, baby. Happy to have you guys here. Where are our listeners going to find you right now in real life? Like this time, whenever this comes out, where are you going to be so they can picture you? I will be in a little igloo in the North Pole helping Santi wrap the rest of his presents. She's a busy woman. Like every year. Every every (laughs) year. Santi as well. (laughs) This is our special Christmas, the way they were, Mm -hmm. where we shake things up and do things a little bit differently. 
Which is code for a, we haven't got a guest. <laughs> so it's just us. Well, no. So we were going to take a look back, do a deep dive on the Christmas couples from mm-hmm. our favourite Christmas films. Yep. Or just the Christmas movies that have caught our eye. Mm-hmm. And we'll be sort of delving into the relationships and figuring out what we can learn. And we're also going to, I don't know if you did this, we're also going to be looking forward to couples that we want to break up. Mm-hmm in 2024 to have them hopefully appear on the way they were podcast in the future so there's a lot to pack in Grania. but first of all before we do anything at all I think we need to discuss a very important Christmas special that came out recently don't we Grania? that's someone we both know very well named Grania McGuire worked on called Hannah Waddington's what was it Christmas Home for Christmas Home for Christmas if you don't know listeners Grania was basically crucial to the creation of this Christmas special it shouldn't be called Grania's coming home for Christmas oh listen so tell me all all about it give me the goss what was the vibe what was she like how small is she is she an ozempic how much surgery where's the botox she's an angel she genuinely yarnville is- next let's move on <laughs> she honestly so had a wedding i always say her name wrong um i actually said her name you wrong. sound like best friends no but i said I, I put her name wrong in the script and she read it and she thought it was like a joke and she said oh no um they did the joke about saying my name wrong when i was hosting the olivier's so we all pretended like that was like oh you caught me that Good, was like and also like oh yeah we all know about when you did the Olivier's <laughs> that really widely watched program and um, she's an angel she can sing like an angel she's a strong tall beautiful I'd say ice queen and only beauty. because she looks like an ice queen yeah. nothing to do with their temperament if anything you know what I'd say girls girl <gasps> So everything's positive. We have no goss, no behind the scenes, no diva behavior backstage, nothing. And um, I loved her. She, when I was talking to her, the first time I met her, I was wearing a fluffy jumper and she leant forward and she took like a little bit of stray fluff from my jumper. And in that moment, I was like, I would give you a kidney. That's class. You know, I, there's something about strong women. You know, I'm a very, I she turn into, them. I turn into who I like to call 85 years young, Gerald, (laughs) (laughs) who's happily gay, but has been single for quite a long time. And around Hannah Waddington, Gerald came out. Oh, amazing. So So basically top to bottom success. Well, I would say, well, I don't know if this is not gossip, but my story. So it was recorded earlier in the year and Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, here we go. Came up to me. Here we go. Because we had sort of, before he was introduced, we had like three things that you might have seen them in and it was what was it it was Hamilton it was Knives Out and it was an Apple show because the thing was been shown on Apple so we had to have an Apple reference and he came up to us and said um so I was only in Knives Out for about like 10 minutes but I I was gonna say that that's a stretch but then he said like but I was Oscar nominated for One Night in Miami so could you change it to One Night in Miami (laughs) did you I I was like don't worry Leslie (laughs) Leslie on first name terms Les going to his in fact when when Grania early on said that she was in an igloo in the North Pole that was all jokes she's actually Mm. signed an NDA she's gonna be her and Les are hanging out oh my god but what was so classy was afterwards uh-huh. Leslie walked by yeah. us and said thanks for the change I appreciate it <gasps> look at that well you're on the Christmas card list that's basically done so BFFs oh this is so exciting Grania I love it so that was my um, Christmassy gossip and uh, can our viewers viewers can our listeners still watch this special yes. somewhere now listen treat yourself to a subscription to Apple get involved guys it's there it's waiting for I have Apple TV I'm rewatching this on the flight 
to New York this Christmas. I'm watching your special. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to watch it on repeat. Listen, just it's a very camp Christmassy treat. And that's just Grania talking about herself. <laughs> and are you excited Christmas is your first Christmas home in to America? It's the home of Christmas. Big, it's a, it is the home of Christmas. <laughs> we are the home. If it comes to capitalism, we do it best. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's very true. By the time this comes out, I will be at home with my brother. My brother and his wife are both listeners of this podcast. So they might be listening to this while I'm in their house, which is a very, very, it's been a very long time. I haven't seen them in a solid four years. Years. Oh. It's been a, I just cannot absolutely, and I haven't been to America for Christmas since like '95, oh. so it's a big deal. And my boyfriend's Tom has never been to America, full stop. So his he's first never time, been to the land of the free. He's never been to the land of the free or the brave. Oh my so God. his first time there is going to be New York in Christmas, but by way, crucially, of New Jersey, a <laughs> real small town, New Jersey, which I'm actually looking forward to slightly more than New York. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. Get, get it. Out. You're bringing your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Home to meet to to meet America yeah. for the first time over Christmas. Uh-huh. You're gonna get engaged. <laughs> <laughs> that's just because that's where that's where you got engaged in New York. I can't steal your engagement no, story. It's, that's Christmas film. You're Christmas. It is a Christmas film. We're either gonna break up or get engaged. Okay. Hopefully both in you're, the space of a week. <laughs> so either you're gonna go. Is there any like s- widowed? Christmas tree farmers living nearby or like you- an old school friend of mine who happens to be back in town again and wears lots of lumberjack shirts yeah, yeah 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 I'm doing my best I'm going through all my yearbooks trying to find any of them but they're all just divorced alcoholics unfortunately different kind of Christmas film oh dear <laughs> we'll see I'll, let, I'll keep you updated um, of any movement so what we did as prep for this um podcast and prep is a big word because prep is <laughs> i just thought of stuff over the last few weeks but prep yes we call it prep so we each watch three different christmas films we hope they're different we haven't yeah, actually cross-referenced this at all back to the thing about having no prep being done we're just presuming that there's no way in hell that you've done my i'm 100 confident we're not gonna cross paths here so we're gonna do sort of um a deep well it's loosey-goosey it's not gonna loosey-goosey. be deep. we're just gonna tell some couples from some of our favorite christmas movies why they're great what we love about them and why you as a listener should go check them out yourselves this okay. festive season. So do you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. I want you to go first. So I watched three Christmas films. We were meant to do a classic, a modern and a feature classic. I did not really fulfill that brief. Mine are all from the same like 25 year period. Sorry. What about you? <laughs> so it was a cultural blind spot and I was talking to friends about it and they said, you have to watch this. In particular, my friend Katie Story, very funny comedy writer, suggested this film. She was Ooh. like, it's Part of the conversation, you need to watch it. Okay. So, for this podcast. Okay. And really, I mean, greater woman hath no love than to sit through the film that I sat through. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm not, not a fan, I'm getting. watched The Holiday. Oh my God, you'd never seen The Holiday? I never. You, Grania McGuire, had I never know, seen The Holiday. I know, That's shocking information. Okay, so which couple are we choosing? I, oh, okay, I'm blown well, away, but you haven't. Well, so first of all, um, so if you haven't if you haven't seen it, it's all... No, 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 no. you're the only one. <laughs> Everyone's seen it. <laughs> There's all the reasons I should. I, I'm a big, I think, I'm, I find Jack Black a very charming screen presence. School of Rock, one of my favourite films ever. Love Kate. Who doesn't love Kate? Gorgeous, yeah. beautiful Kate. Cameron Diaz, one of the love greatest Cameron. actors. And it's also got Jude Law. Oh, 
burn. <laughs> and I think more crucially, and I'm kind of hoping you would have this as your couple, is the old guy that lives next oh to Oh my Kate. God, no, he was an idiot. That's the, that's the real couple of the idiot. film. So, okay, I'll give you a brief synopsis of what the film is about. Here we go. And then, so Kate Winslet is this Tory who lives in Surrey. Yeah. And it's very... She's co- I don't think this is it. She's a Tory. She writes for the Telegraph yep. and she's in love with Rufus Sewell who also works for the Telegraph. Yeah. So in my head, I'm just getting Carrie Simmons vibes from her all Very, very Lives in a great little house. Though. She love lives house. in this like three million cottage. Yep. Even though she writes... It's never explicitly said, but it's like she writes stories of how couples got engaged for the Is Telegraph. That what, I've forgotten that completely. It's That's kind insane. of you kind of get, she's not exactly an investigative report. I'll okay. put it this way. So she lives in this like very like three million cottage in Surrey, unbelievably but it's supposed idyllic to be like English the Cotswolds. Yeah. That's sort of vibe. But in some ways, it's commutable. In yeah, London. she she drives from London within about five minutes. She's in, it's great. I yeah, love it. and Big by fan. the way, um, it's not. If people listen, I like rom-coms. Like, I'm not, I like a rom-com. Let it, there's no one who likes rom-coms more, I think, than you and you. <laughs> End my, of sentence. My <laughs> interior yeah. monologue is a rom-com. Same. So I, I came to this film with so much love and I knew, I know people can be a bit smart, snarky about like, ooh, how this film and this plot hole is, uh, but it's like. It's a she, silly film. You have to just embrace. She, she works for the fucking Telegraph, guys. That's the part you can't get past. Okay, okay. she works for the Telegraph. So I don't know then, if you guys have caught, but the plot of the film is she's a Tory. <laughs> That's, that's, that was the tagline. She's a Tory and in love. I Christmas. know, and unlucky in love. Unlucky and in she's love. such a drip. She's been in love with Rufus Sewell for about three years. She wears really bad clothes as well, I remember, like painfully bad and clothes. And we were supposed to be like, she's sad because she wears her hair in a ponytail. It's very Bridget Jones and Hugh Grant. It's exactly the same thing as that. Just imagine she's Bridget Jones. It's that, but it's, it's Tory. Bridget, Tory Bridget Jones. Yeah. And then across the water. Across the pond, yeah. We've got Cameron Diaz. And she is in a troubled relationship with Christy Turlington's husband. Yeah, who? Uh, give Edward Burns his due. <laughs> I have, don't be bringing Brothers McMullen, Edward Burns. That's for everyone always thinks no one knows who he is. I know who he is, and he's hot, and I love him. And she has a very niche career, if I remember. She like edits specifically movie trailers. Movie trailers. Dream job. How many young girls watched that film and thought someday me? <laughs> so she is like before time. A YouTube creator basically yeah. she makes three minutes and her go-to sidekick guy is Jack Black so yeah so we're introduced to Jack Black and then John Krasinski and um, <laughs> Grania, we only have half an hour of the whole podcast we really got to start powering through <laughs> he's this he's in it for a second and Agatha Hartnett she's yep. in it for a little bit but anyway, but anyway I but, forgot but, Krasinski's in it you're right he yeah. is he's got a little cameo anyway the main thing is she's going out with Christy Turlington's Ed Burns and but she can't cry she, oh yes that's her problem can't she can't cry they're either in these movies women are either a klutz or they can't cry <laughs> she the can't cry. And she's the if if they're a klutz, they're the Jennifer Aniston, Kate Winslet types. Yeah. And if they can't cry, they're the Cameron Diaz, Angelina Jolie types. Yeah, if they're really hot, they can't cry. They're cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she can never. So both Kate Winslet <laughs> and Cameron <laughs> that's Diaz. her personality trait. She can't cry. That's it. <laughs> so they're like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? So they decide to swap houses. They don't know each other, by the way. They just find a website where this happens. They're total strangers. They swap houses. And so bear in mind, they do this in about like. 
12 hour notice so both of them oh, yeah, immediately. have enough spare money that they can buy a plane ticket which P.S. made sense for Cameron you saw the massive ha- mansion she lived in but yeah. it's never explained how Kate has money oh uh, it they does have, oh what, they have rich parents she's a Tory oh right I forgot forgot <laughs> forgot, forgot so um, she gets yeah so Cameron gets done <laughs> she's like reading from husband. notes people she, um, she just printed out the Wikipedia oh yeah and as my Mehul pointed out they both managed like Kate Winslet got an Esther very quickly Quickly. Very true. Where did she get arrested from? Uh, then Kate Winslet is in this amazing mansion. She meets Jack Black. Um, then Jude Law arrives. Kate Winslet's brother, by the way. Jude Law, Kate Winslet's brother, arrives at the costume middle night. And his skin colour is what I would call David Dickinson gold. It's very, he's very, I think he must have been with Sienna Miller at this time because he's looking, he's looking very tan. He's very bronzed. Um, he has a flirty conversation with Cameron Diaz where she says that she thinks foreplay is overrated. Yep. Um, Music to she, a man's ears. And that she's yeah. bad in bed. Yeah. So that she can't cry and she's bad in yeah. bed. Because bodily liquids in general, not her forte. Um, and then he says, Jude Law says, he hurts women just by being himself. So they're a match made. Um, he seems really drunk. What is it? Oh, yeah. And then he says, oh, his reason for being there is I, I, when I go to the pub, I just say my sister's house, which is so confusing. It's like, is there only one pub in Surrey? Like, surely there's a pub near his house. Why does he drive his car to the pub that's near his sister's house? I can't believe we haven't even gone to why you chose a couple you chose. We're still just talking about the plot of Love Actually. This is the new episode. Forget the other couples. This is it. This then is. Kate meets, Kate is in LA. Yep. She meets an old Hollywood writer. Okay, who tells her that all Hollywood? She said, "Was it really as amazing?" And he says, "Even better." Which proves he must be an aggressive misogynist. Yeah. If he's like, "Oh, wait, I tell you, the last skeletons in his closet." Yeah, yeah. When you know the casting couch was like, <laughs> how? Uh, oh, women- mine never even dried up. Yeah, he loved it. And um, so Cameron Diaz decides to stay because she's a bit like, "Oh, this place is awful." And then she gets drunk at Jude Law. Uh-huh. Then we see Jude Law's house. He lives in like at least a five million pound house. And we find out that he, of course, is a widow He's and has a children. Widower. You're not allowed to be divorced if you're a single father. It has to be that she died. Yeah. And then we were. Th- it's isn't it interesting? A widow is a pathetic person like in a film a woman whose husband has died they're always tragic broken mm-hmm. and like oh god like make sure they don't starve during the winter yeah a widow were hottest man in the planet oh my yeah. god what a catch oh yeah there's nothing better than a man with a, who killed his wife basically <laughs> <laughs> um so then we Could so have in a few days Kate Windsor back in LA. Key there, a few days, guys. Teaches an elderly man to walk. Yep, she does. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> then Jack Black sings film scores to her in a yeah, video shop. That's right. And then we find out that he's also got bad taste in relationships. He's oh, because he's dating Shannon Sossaman. Who's also, and then she dumps him and he goes, why do I always fall for the bad girls? For the bad girls. Any guy who says, why do I always fall for the bad girls? That is incel language. Oh yeah, he's incel vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm one of the good guys. Yeah, watch out, Kate. And I know there's no chemistry, by the way, between. There really isn't. There's nothing there, and it feels very mother son. It's 
awful. It's really awful. And then she's I, better off with the old misogynist guy. At least he's good in bed. Listen, and then I've just written time here is a TARDIS because <laughs> <laughs> in this time she teaches an old man. I says I said to walk to walk, yeah. and Jude Law tells Cameron Diaz that he loves her. Yeah, we don't even know if Christmas comes and goes. We never actually see them celebrating Christmas. Oh yeah, it's just New Year's um, at the end, right? And then Jack Black ditches Kate Winslet to get back with his ex. And I know this is a very stupid point, but it annoyed me more than anything else. Kate Winslet is talking to this old man who's supposed to represent old Hollywood. And he's reading the trade papers. And he's like, oh, it's awful. They make so many movies these days. In my day, we bring out five movies a week. Now it's a hundred movies, but they're all dead by the weekend. And it's like, if anybody knows anything about old Hollywood, it was a factory thing. so many of them that's why Judy Garland was on speed for like the first 15 years of her life love her it's not it was like why wouldn't you say it doesn't make any any sense whatsoever in those days they would make like 50 films a week and like who gives a shit DVDs don't exist was there any couple from this film that you liked (laughs) why is why are we talking about this film (laughs) so then Rufus Sewell shows up oh he's back that's it through the entire plot shows up from um, I think I misunderstood the assignment (laughs) but now Kate Winslet has gumption alright she's got gumption now she's gumption so she says she's not interested she kisses Jack Black and it has all the romance and sensuality of like Mary and Joseph kissing in a nativity play and then Cameron Diaz learns to cry oh yeah she does to cry she I forget why because of the kids and so then they the all have the worst New Year's Eve party yeah in ever. a tiny cottage <laughs> go to the LA mansion duh I mean Jesus it's so depressing so did you like any of these couples was there anyone you're rooting for no okay I hated them all and I wanted I wanted to be like oh why don't we rom-coms are seen sort of as female culture and we look down on it naturally and I just thought that this is why these films are why so uh, The Holiday not recommended by by, by available everywhere every streaming platform has it but do not watch it According to Grania McGuire. Am I right in saying this is not a film you'd recommend to anyone to watch? I, I If you like boring Tories <laughs> or bad at relationships, go for it. Thanks, Grania. That's a great <laughs> first entry. Um, I really enjoyed that. There's no couples in there at all that you liked. I enjoyed that. Are the kids? Were the kids okay? Mm, fine. No. no weirdly, they seem to... Both Jude Law's daughters had their own mobile phones. Did they? Yeah, because he kept getting missed calls from Julie oh, and Jane. Oh, that's like, right. Yes, is, yes, yes. Who are these Julie and Jane bitches? I and will say, like, his... a redeeming factor is I think Cameron Diaz is really funny in Oh, film. Cameron Diaz. She's it, just charm It just made me angry because her back catalogue is so limited. I know. This was a waste of her time. It was a waste of... Just her walk from the car to the front door of the house is enough. Anyways, guys, that's all we've got time for. So we'll see you in the new year. Hope you enjoyed our holiday special. <laughs> what, what film did you Well, have? I'm going to be going a lot quicker than you. I have not written down the plot of my, of my movies. But the first one, I haven't decided which one I'll start with first, but I'm going to start with this one first. In the grand tradition of me choosing at least, at least one of the films that isn't a traditional Christmas film, but is also not Die Hard, mm-hmm. I've chosen... Another non-traditional, but very much set during Christmas, a Christmas film, the 1990, 1990, Tim Burton classic, Batman Returns. (laughs) 
Yeah? Okay. Mistletoe, if eaten, can be deadly, okay. but a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it, yeah? And the couple I'm talking about is, who am I talking about? I'm talking about Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, Batman and Catwoman. Oh. Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Keaton. Grinder's looking at me like you've never seen this film. Please tell me you know Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer. I know it culturally, but I haven't seen it. Wow. Okay. So maybe instead of watching The Holiday, watch this one instead. It's set during Christmas time. Christmas is a big part of the film. And I'll be honest with you, I won't go into the whole plot of the movie, um, much like Grinder just did. I'm not going to do that. You, you guys know what Batman... We all enjoyed it, Grinder. We loved it. But um, I think the reason I'm choosing this couple is just because Michelle Pfeiffer is really, really hot. Mm. And uh, she gets some great lines in it. It's very kind of the divine feminine with her it's all very feline everything about her whole look the way she goes from this lowly mousy secretary and then gets pushed out of the window by her evil boss played by a wonderful Christopher Walken and then on the ground is eaten by all these cats then becomes Catwoman and kind of comes back to life and does all these feline she's even at one point in the film she gives herself a bath by actually like licking her paw and rubbing her can I just she's say so hot I'm getting major Taylor Swift vibes from her it's bit Taylor Swifty because I know the cat thing mm-hmm. so there is that but I mean also Taylor Swift wishes she's yeah. not got anything yeah. on, on Pfeiffer mm-hmm. and these two she's the only one who gets Bruce in because they realise during the film during that famous mistletoe line they realise iconically they who they are they're fighting as Catwoman Batman but they're born into Bang as Bruce and Selina and they realise that they're the same and he's like oh my god this is wonderful you understand the duality mm-hmm. of who I am of this evil like crime fighting guy mm-hmm. well not evil but this crime fighting guy at night and by day a lonely tortured artist <laughs> I just turned him into an artist millionaire and uh, they get each other and they're great but they can't be together because she has to go out there and fight and she's a little bit crackers um, which of course I love yeah um, she has amazing makeup um, she has an amazing body in it. the costume's incredible it's never been outdone Lots of Halloween costumes will do her. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Halle Berry tried, failed. Um, what's our girl who did the one most recently? Uh, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz, I think, mm-hmm. was the most recent one. Not as good. Anne Hathaway got involved there for a bit. Not a vibe. None of you are going to do it. It's got to be Michelle Fiverr as Selena. And if you watch it, they are a match made in heaven. And I think it's a very festive treat. And do you think, like, was it like, this is over, full stop, or this is over, dot, dot, dot? Do you yeah, think? Yeah, it's dot, dot, dot. It's fucking dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Funny you say that. I love dot, dot, Funny dot. you say that, because originally, when the film ends, you're, as the audience, meant to presume that she kind of dies. You don't see her die, but you just see her, the final, she has like nine lives. So she keeps mm-hmm. being killed in the film, but she's like, I have one more life left. And she kills Christopher Watkins' character, spoiler alert. And um, you think she's died then as well. But apparently after test screenings, the audience loved her character so much. They're like, we can't kill her. And they had to bring, um, so two weeks before the film came out, they brought Michelle Pfeiffer back to just this final scene. At the end of the movie, shows the famous Batman signal and you see Catwoman's head appear and look at it. So she's alive in the end. Mm-hmm. So in my, And then because of that film, which apparently is why Tim Burton lost that job of being, they found it too dark, even though it's like obviously a classic. Mm-hmm. He lost the job of being the directors of Brett Batman anymore. What's his name left? Michael Keaton left. Everything ended from that franchise mm-hmm. and the new one started up with bloody Val Kilmer. Anyways, as a result, it's kind of frozen in time. You never really know what could be of this couple. They could still get together. And I think they could. They belong together. Is there a famous celebrity couple that you would compare them to? Ooh. I mean, I want to go with... I'll save that because I think it's one of the couples that I'm hoping will break up next year. Okay, okay. They have the similar-ish vibe. Okay. So I'll save it. I'll let, see if you can guess when I bring up the couples I want to break up next year. Okay. So, 
What's your next film? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll just do two films each. Okay, well, this was... I didn't make as many notes on this one. It's called Christmas in Connecticut. Okay, I'm listening. It is such a brilliant film. Is it one of these Hallmark movies, which I love, by the way? No, 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 okay. no. 1945. Oh, Barbara okay. Stanwyck, baby. She went classic. Okay. It, it's so brilliant because I watched because it was, it's, I've seen it on a list of, you know, the greatest Christmas films ever. And, you know, New England, Christmas. Yes, New please. England. Yes, oh, please. Totally agree with you. Yeah. 1945. Oh, my mouth is watering. This has got Grania written all over it's, it as well. It's such a brilliant script. Listeners, you can't see her, but she's lit up. <laughs> she's just glowing. Just everything, 1945, Connecticut. There's those two things alone are enough. That's Grania. That's your middle name. It's <laughs> heaven. It's absolutely heaven. Okay, so here's what the story is. Whisper it, Grania. Come on. You know, and I was thinking about this. You know what I missed? Do you remember? Okay, I'm going to sound like Joe Biden again. But remember when films had plots? <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> I feel like this is still angry about the holiday. I feel like no, we're but still... do you remember you could say, it's a film about this girl and then this happened and that happened and yeah. this happened when prestige dramas had plots and now it's you. just like it's a meditation on you know trauma trauma it's about oh, grief always trauma yeah it's always a meditation everywhere's Anderson film it's meditation on grief okay this is the story of Christmas this is a plot oh movie. this is a plot right so this sailor <laughs> he is <laughs> <laughs> He's been wounded in the war. Okay. And he realises... 1945, classic. If he flirts with the nurses, they'll give you better food. So he's flirting with the nurse. And and then, of course, in those days, it was like, you flirt with me, we're getting married. And then he was like, no, I don't want to get married because I've never had a home and I never want a home. So she decides he just needs to spend a Christmas in, like, the best home ever. Okay. So the two of them used to read from the magazine of this. She's like a celebrity chef. Okay. But she was like, oh, she had this like, oh, I'm sitting in my lovely kitchen in Connecticut and I'm collecting eggs and the baby's sort of cooing and I'm... It's quite detailed, Grindr, let's... (laughs) (laughs) So she goes, if he spends a Christmas with this ultra... He won't be able to resist. Then he'll appreciate how amazing it is to be married and have a home and then he'll want to marry That's me. A, that sounds like a screwball calm when he's on her hands. So she writes to the editor and says, please, could this guy, he's a wounded war hero, spend a Christmas... I'm going to write all about it. Yeah. ...with this famous celebrity chef. Gotcha. And the, and the editor is like, that's a brilliant idea, what brilliant publicity. So he calls her in. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then that's when we get the twist. She's not a fucking homemaker at all, <gasps> dun, is she? Dun, dun, dun. She's not even married. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. She's Barbara Stanwyck. No. She lives in New York and she buys her own mink coats. It's all <laughs> She's an independent sh- lady. It's all a sham. So she has to fake. She can't cook. She's not maternal. Oh, she's pouring cans of tomatoes into the truffle. She doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know what's going on. So they have to fake this whole like fake home life got you in Connecticut with like these babies from like random neighbours okay, and she's weird. like trying to like pretend that she knows how to cook but she doesn't then the war hero arrives mm-hmm. what happens they fall in love over a they flight. really fancy each other but she's like got this fake husband oh my god it's falling apart is, is the husband if this was a modern film would the fake husband be played by a gay guy well no the, worse an English guy oh okay well same thing in the so 1940s. the fake husband wants her to marry him and she kind of was like well fine because pretty soon I'm about to expose as a sham so I might as well marry you but then this war hero arrives and she really fancies him and they've got real chemistry anyway it is an absolute bop and it's just so brilliant and it's really funny and moderate and I bet you it's like 89 minutes yeah, 
Brilliant. So quick. No messing about. Another quick one for another 89 minutes one. The opposite. You know how you just said, oh, back in the olden day, they made films with plots. Well, fancy a film without a plot? I got the film for you. Ever heard of a genre of film called mumblecore? Yeah, it's where Greta Gerwig got her footing. Mm -mm -mm. And there's a 2014 Joe Swanberg film called Happy Christmas. It stars Anna Kendrick, uh, Melanie Linsky, and Joe Swanberg himself. And Anna Kendrick plays his sister, who's wayward and a bit of a drunk. And she comes back for Christmas. She kind of wreaks havoc, but not really. Everything's fine in the end. Everything works out okay in the end. But what's great is that Melanie Linsky and Joe Swanberg play a young, not very well-off couple with a very small baby in it. Um, the baby's actually Joe Swanberg's baby in real life as well, which you can tell that that's his real father in the film. In any case, it was very rare that I've seen representation of a young couple struggling for money with a baby in which their life is not seen as being complete hell. This showed them as just like having a baby was quite fun and not idyllic and amazing and perfect, but nice and kind of a nice thing. And the baby seems like a fun thing to have around. Like they seemed like a happy couple that enjoyed being parents, not this, oh my God, we're so exhausted. Mm -hmm. I haven't slept. I'm covered in baby sick. I just feel like I'm done with that trope. Mm -hmm. And it was very, it was refreshing to see a young couple, not well off, not faking. It was a very authentic idea of a young couple with a baby and it was nice. Also, Anna Kendrick's bit is kind of less important to the film. But it's a fun film. It's 89, actually 87 minutes. It's so quick. You can whiz through it. It's like on Netflix. If you're after an easy, fun, little indie from about five, six years ago that isn't the standard stuff, but is still very Christmassy. And you can kind of watch it. If you're someone like me who likes to do your hair and makeup while watching something on your phone for about 20 minutes, you can watch this over the three days that you're at home for Christmas. And it's an easy, fun little film. Nothing bad happens. There's one scene where you think something bad might happen, but don't worry, it doesn't. It's fine. The baby lives. Everything's all right. So don't worry about it. But I recommend Happy Christmas, Joe Swanberg, 2014. I just think it's a fun little film. Watch it. Mm, I, I, because all films especially Christmas films set in America, you have like, he's a primary school teacher and she's a chimney sweep and they live in a 10-bedroom Yeah, this house. is this is very not that. This is, they live in a small little tiny, in fact, the big part of it is that they have this house that hasn't been sort of touched since like the 1950s. So where Anna Kendrick's character ends up staying downstairs in the basement, it looks mental. It's full of little tchotchkes and knickknacks. It's very, very niche. It's a very, as in like the house looks very lived in. Mm-hmm. I recommend, big fan. Um, do we have time for my 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 last? We have time for okay. your last. A castle for Christmas. Okay. Oh, is, this is a Hallmark one. This is. This it's is a, a Hallmark Netflix. one. It's a, it's Netflix. a Netflix. Well, the Hallmark film. There is no Hallmark channel yeah. in England, so they just buy Netflix buys all the Hallmark ones, and I love them. So it's Brooke Shields. I I thought I want to support Brooke. And Brooke, I'm a, I'm a fan of Brooke Shields. She's never been the best actress, but you can do a lot with big eyebrows. So I've, I've written, it's, so it's a New York author whose agent is played by friend of the pod, Desiree Burt. Oh, there she is. Uh, goes to Scotland after she kills off the popular male lead of her books because he was inspired by her husband who cheated on her. Oh, here, and so, I bet that was explained within about 30 seconds of the film beginning. It really was. They get through exposition so fast. <laughs> it's amazing. Then she meets the Princess Bride, mm-hmm. who is Karis Karis Elwes, yeah. That's the guy, the Princess Bride. Um, he owns a castle that her dad 
so her dad used to it was like oh I'm a poor person who like li- lived in the <laughs> sheds of this castle so she wanted he was like the groundskeeper of the castle yeah or so she yeah. she wanted she was going to Scotland she wanted to see the castle and then it, he, Princess Bride he owns the castle and she decides she is going to buy the castle and then he agrees to sell it to her but under the condition I knew there'd be a condition I knew there'd be a condition it's like this weird like technical thing that I didn't understand but he said it will take three months for it to go through and you won't lose you will lose your deposit if you don't complete on the sale so his idea was I'll make life so miserable for her after three months in the castle that she'll be like keep the deposit so now we've got a countdown now we've got an end point we've got we've we've got the plot set out which is what Grania likes a plot love a plot so he tries to drive her crazy but in the end she ends up driving him crazy in love she drives in um she stays in a hotel and the hotel is run by Andy Otto my god they're everywhere future friend of the podcast future friend of the podcast that's right we're hoping Um, I don't know I've got so many notes and I don't know why I've written so many notes because that is the whole film (laughs) (laughs) but it's a good one it's one you recommend know what it's fine you can watch them all they're all it's all easy breezy i watched one i forgot what it was called it was great watch it type in christmas and watch it true barrymore pops up at one she? yeah it's fine and you're just happy for brooke shields it looks like oh, i bet she's having a great time in scotland filming this i bet she was so it's a bit like it's like looking at brooke shields instagram yeah Gotcha. And again, we're talking 90 minutes of pure bliss. Yeah. 90 minutes. Easy breezy. Yeah. That's your film's done. That's that's Christmas, baby. That's I didn't have that. The only one I had a very slight one for isn't even a Christmas film. Well, this is the thing. Technically, it's a Christmas film because the film does begin just after Christmas and New Year's is starting. And it's a little Whitney Houston vehicle you may have heard of called Waiting to Exhale. And it's a very iconic film. Whitney Houston... Angela Bassett it's a big 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 movie I recommend this film number one it's just an amazing film please watch it Um, Forrest Whitaker directorial debut incredible movie but number two there is the most iconic breakup scene of all time so as a podcast obsessed with breakups there is no greater breakup than when Angela Bassett leaves her husband gets his belongings at the car and sets the car on fire and then storms out she did the thing she did the thing wearing a robe with this amazing corset top on he leaves her for a white woman Mm -mm. and iconically he says would it be better if she were black and she says no it'd be better if you were black it's amazing it's such an amazing film I cannot recommend it enough please watch Waiting to Exhale technically it's Christmas Whitney Houston's amazing in it even though she was drunk most of the filming but we don't need to know about that she was amazing in it Angela Bassett most iconic breakup scene of all time you get an incredible soundtrack as well cannot recommend it enough please watch now Grania. We're done with the movies. We're back to real life. Okay. Talk to me about some of your favorite celebrity breakups of 2023. Okay. So one of the most unexpected ones was friend of the pod, Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. So her and Joe Alwyn broke up this year. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised because they were a very low-key couple. And compared to her, most... I know she's going out with this footballer. Oh, yeah. And that's very public. And people are like, oh, but most Taylor of her relationships have been public. And I felt like her and Joe Alwyn, it was quite low-key. I totally agree. And it was seen, a shock. Yeah, and they were, they look kind of like they could be brother and sister. Mm-hmm. So I thought, and they were... Maybe she finally realised that. And <laughs> went, oh, wait a minute, this is weird. But it's like, he's he's not like as famous as she is but he's oh. like a respected actor he's cute so I thought mm-hmm. they may he didn't he seemed he didn't seem troubled by the disparity nope. in their fame levels so I thought you know it's he's, she seems to like her posh English boys so he's posh English boy respectable career 
happy to be Mr. Taylor You Swift. felt like this was going to be it for her. I she thought was, this was it. I thought this was it. It was a shocking one. So I was surprised by the splish. Okay. I've forgotten who the first one I had written down was. I'm going to whiz because I, 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 these weren't necessarily shocking ones as much as just my favorite. Although I guess that one was shocking was um, Joshua Jackson mm. and Jody. What's it? Jody Turner Smith. That yeah. was that was a shocking one. I know he's already apparently now dating Lupita like immediately. So I mean, and after di- I mean, the, the man has got great taste in women, but that was a huge shocking one. I think we all thought they were going to be together, and they were also photographed like on the red carpet a week before they split up. And then it's, it was I was blown away. I was blown away. Because I have personal experience of how good they are as a couple. Oh, here we because go. when I was working on the BAFTAs, BAFTAs. he, I was it's stood. It's not a Christmas podcast <laughs> if she can't shoehorn in a BAFTA reference. Here we go. But I was eyed, you know, keeping my peepers out yep. for just the nuance of I was stood beside the red carpet where where the public where it's like where they're posing for pictures where that turns around and they just are heading towards their seats okay yeah so yeah, yeah. See, oh the public and the the private but you get to see what they're actually like in real yeah. life then, but BTS so I saw them they left the red carpet where yeah. they'd just been posing and this was about four years ago so she had just done like a big TV thing but she wasn't well known she was it was like Pacey mm-hmm. from Dawson's Creek and his girlfriend and and they were posing, they're posing, and then they were walking towards their seats. Yeah. And I heard him <gasps> say to her, very nicely done. Oh. But it wasn't in a sleazy way. It, it was like very like him. paternal and sexy. And I was like, oh. oh there's something about Joshua Jackson mm. that I don't know what I don't know what he's doing that those girls aren't like him, but I'm sure I'd be fine with it. <laughs> Whatever it is that he's doing to piss him off, I'll deal with it. It's fine. But I'm upset that they split up. I really love mm-hmm. them as a couple. Um, happy to see he's with Lupita love them as a couple as well yeah. it does seem a bit of a rebound vibe but mm-hmm. surprising yeah very surprising my other favourite amazing favourite breakup was of course I mean favourite because in terms of what it's led to Kevin Costner and his wife Christine yes this has become a divorce this is going to be up there with Brad and Angelina in terms of a divorce that will go on forever can I just say before we even get to the split I remember they were on the red carpet and they were being interviewed by Joan Rivers are we at the BAFTAs again oh okay no she's no. dead now so it can't be So and she said oh show us your ring and Joan Rivers took the piss out for how rubbish <gasps> the engagement ring was oh Joan R.I.P. forever obviously but oh I remember stuff. it so well because she was like is that all you got God Kevin where's the fill of dreams money yeah I can so imagine that was, that that was the sign so it was a Joan knew Joan knew and apparently have you heard who he's meant to be dating now well speaking of diamonds he's got himself a jewel (laughs) that's right (laughs) nicely done Garnet yeah which I am very into as well love them as a couple that's just so so he's dating 90s indie oh one of the like soundtracks of my life Jewel like her first two albums are a big part of my youth so big fan of Jewel and big fan of big fan of Kevin having a dreadful dreadful divorce with his wife and basically trying to not let her have any money it's really horrible what he's doing it makes all the t- remember we always felt sorry for Kevin Costner when in Truth or Dare or as it was called here in Bed with Madonna Madonna was mean to him backstage he said it was neat and she made fun of him and all these years later our girl Madge was right Mm-mm-mm. he's a bit of a dick when it comes to this stuff so but I loved it as a, um, as a breakup are there any couples that you think should break up in 2024 or you're hoping will break up okay Ariana Grande and that musical oh god them yeah they i feel like they probably already have we don't even know about it yeah i feel like that's not a thing i feel like she's going through a musical theater phase she's got herself a nice broadway boyfriend but it's a bit boring i think once the film comes out it'll be it'll be done so i'm hoping for i mean the big the big one i want the number one breakup we all want harry and megan no 
I no, want Harry don't and Meghan split. No, 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 I'm no, put no, into no. the universe. No, I want no, Harry no, and Meghan no, split. No, 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 I'm, I'm, no. Yes, it's no. good for both of them. No, it's not working anymore. No. I want them to get back on do a Suits revival. Okay, no, but the thing, the worst people in the world will be happy about that. I want the Maybe. opposite. I want Harry and Meghan just to make it work. I want them to blossom and grow, and I just want them to do so well. I want, I want William and Kate to split up. That's what I, I want. I want them all to split and up I and want, swap. I want Kate <laughs> to do her tell all. That would be fun. I think it'd be great if Taylor, sorry, Taylor, although I think Taylor would be a fun conduit between Kate and Megan. Um, if Kate and Megan somehow got together after the splits, if they all split up and Kate and Megan, not together romantically, I mean mm-hmm. together as friends and like just became these gal pals around town and got drunk together talking about their exes and oh my God, that family. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. That'd be um, the ultimate goal. Yeah. I think Harry and Megan breaking up to start no. with would just be the scare. To go through all that and they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, never mind. We don't even want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be the ultimate screw you to the family. We did all that and in the end we're still breaking up. No. I would love it. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. And of course, my number one, always please break up, please break up, please break up, Megan Fox and MGK. I'm just dying to talk about them so much. But have they not please. broken up already? No, they have not broken up already. She just released a book of poetry p.s christmas is still on its way guys you can order it amazon prime and um yeah she released a book of poetry that was kind of at the time it came out around the same time as like britney's memoir and mm. julia fox's it got oh, kind come of forgotten on, Megan. don't but go up against bloody i know britney. and so she's been she's kind of kind of gone under the radar now but they there was a rumor they were going to split they didn't i've dined for them to break up because i cannot wait to talk about them um, and also Lily Allen and David Harbour it's on the cards just, let's just cut the cord guys come on I my new who I really want to split up is Jessica Biel and Justin Timberley oh that's I think that's a very popular that's a good choice that is a popular one yeah I'd like that as well that's join, a good one join the resistance Jessica Biel yeah that's right that would be a good one I'd like to hear what she has to say about things yeah I feel like she'd have a very Jennifer Garner sort of vibe at the mm-hmm. end of it mm-hmm. so any other ones you want to split no one else I really want to split oh, up oh I know who I want to split up Melania and Donald Trump Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. I just think it would be fun. Do you know what cheers? I don't know if it'd be split up as much as he would just stop employing her services. Yeah, it'd be that more would be, like a... just be an end of contract. <laughs> yeah. She just wouldn't get it renewed this year. <laughs> so let's talk about their contract negotiations uh, at the table this year. She asked for just a bit too much, and he's like, "You know what? I'm out, and they're done." And then, and then she's free. So he can't. He come. can't afford her anymore. He can't afford her. She's too big. She's too big. So that's what that's what we're putting out into the universe of 2024. <laughs> Those are the couples I have to discuss. You know, it's so much for the holiday. That's enough. Grania hopes that everyone from that film just breaks up forever and would never see them again I'm just so glad they went on to do better things and it just made me sad for Cameron Diaz that I would lo- I just think she's such a brilliant comedy actress I agree. and her face is a gift from heaven so I would lo- my wish is that Cameron Diaz breaks Un-retires. up she breaks up at re- re- with retirement yeah and comes back there's rumours by the way that's happening so I don't think you're far off I think she might be coming back in 2024 keep your eyes peeled I've heard things I want her in a, a drama she's maybe like back, a prestige yeah. TV drama yeah she, she she needs to do a um, she needs to be on a what's his name the one when they're on the island the w- White Lotus she needs to be a White Lotus okay yeah. that's what I'm that's what manifesting that's right Cameron Diaz but I have heard Jack Black is in the next White Lotus perfect a reunion it's <laughs> ideal you're gonna love this okay. anyways thank you so much anything you want to say to our to our listeners for the holidays I just want to say thank you so much to our listeners and for supporting our podcast over the past year we really really appreciate it and a big thank you to Amanda and Abby our producers who are here in the room watching us 
right now. It's been really, I can't tell you how close they are to us right now. It's really uncomfortable. And uh, we look forward to doing hopefully more live shows. More live shows. Because that was a dream coming true in 2023. And I can't wait to do more with you oh. again in 2024, Grania. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a drink on us. Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2024. And to all a good night. <laughs> Yay. Well done. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The The way way they they were. were.